welcome back to the New Arc Podcast. Episode, I don't have my sheet in front of me, so I can't tell you. I'm going to go with 23, 24? 23, something like that. Mm. I'm sure I have it somewhere, but yeah. 23 to the nearest 23. How about that? And I, I like the number 23 because it rhymes with the animal we're speaking about today, which is the bee. So we're going to be having lots of rhyming taking place. In fact, we do the whole thing in rhyme all the time. Hee <laughs> hee. He. We can talk about bees and, and lots of puns as well. I, I, I believe... That's so good. <laughs> How are you, Sam? I'm good, man. I'm here ready to defend the honor of the bee and to make sure oh, that they good. have a place aboard the ark. How very noble of you. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 <laughs> I mean... You're going to lose, piece of bastards, but good of you for trying. Mm. Anyway, bees. What, what can you tell me about bees? Uh, you haven't started for a while. Go yeah. blow it out of the park. Sure. So where, where do we start? We'll start with the fact that bees are essential for the health of people and the planet. Essential. So they're... they're you know, a key worker, if you like. Um, and of all the animals, these are the most dominant pollinators of wild crop and plants. They visit over 90% of the world's top 107 crops. In other words, they're essential for the growth of many plants, including food crops. Uh, and I've got some statistics. Uh, these are UK statistics to kick us off. 690 million pounds is the mind-boggling amount that insect pollination is worth to the UK crops each year. And 76% of globally important commercial crops depend on that, which equates to one in three mouthfuls of food. So, you know, we we like food. We want to live on Earth 2.0. Without the bees we might as well just abandon the mission and not go. Well, a very strong starting case. Not quite wolves in Yellowstone levels. <laughs> I do feel bad about slamming you for that statistic. I was doing an interview the day after recording right. the Wolves episode, and I used that same statistic. <laughs> I felt so evil. <laughs> hey, hey, who knows? Who knows? But, yeah, I, I mean, bees, they, they give us a lot of food. Yeah. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. uh, famously, uh, famously, they give us honey. I mean, do you know how honey is made? Because hmm. I, I thought if we're doing B101, mm-hmm. we, we ought to cover yes, this. Yes, I think we, we ought to cover this, yeah. So, honey is made by 
bees taking pollen, mm-hmm. regurgitating it into the mouths of other bees, mm-hmm. and basically, honey is is bee vomit several times over. Mm-hmm. It's, it's recycled bee vomit, mm-hmm. which I've got to say, if if that's what humans are into, heaven help us. Uh, <laughs> Why on earth would you eat that? Come on. And are you really going to be eating the food that's pollinated by by these disgusting creatures? Come on. Well, honey, you know, is delicious for a start. Uh, And secondly, it's known to have lots and lots of sort of medical benefits, like positive properties. So that's why people, since the beginning of time, have been um, drinking honey. I don't think the fact that, you know, it's um, how it's made, I don't think it's going to put people off. Okay. Well, I have another thing which may put you off. <laughs> okay. Which is the fact that that honey is basically slave labour of the worst kind. I mean, if you think about it, Mm -hmm. so one teaspoon of honey Mm -hmm. takes 12 bees, about a lifetime, to make. Mm -hmm. That's tiny, tiny quantity of honey, which Mm -hmm. is a dozen bees' life work. It takes... To, to make a pound of honey, mm-hmm. uh, a bee has to travel a distance, mm-hmm. which is about the, the same as two times the circumference of the Earth. So, that, so that they'd have to, to fly around the Earth twice, effectively, mm-hmm. to make you about half a, a kilo of honey. I mean, that's ridiculous. We go on and on about climate change, the, the footprint of mm-hmm. the, the food we eat, which I've got to say six times as much if a bee made it, because they've got six feet. But but quite apart from that, if you have to fly twice around the world to get this pound of honey, then that, that that's awful. You can't justify eating that. But the bees are going to make the honey anyway, aren't they? Regardless of... No, uh... they're not. Why not? No, we cultivate them. We put them in hives. We breed them up give them food, shelter, whatever. We're behind the, the meteoric rise of bees. Without us, the honeybees would be still buzzing away in the middle of nowhere, going nowhere, doing jack shit. Wouldn't they be doing honey for themselves? But, but there'll be far fewer bees without us. So, I mean, this brings me to another very prudent point, mm. which is that, of course, honeybees are highly, highly invasive species. So most of where all they, the, the food is that they pollinate, all the, the honey is that they make is in, say, the US. Uh, and, I mean, they're Australia, across the globe, basically. Uh, they are an invasive species. They outcompete the, the native bees. So in Australia, I don't know, there's a few hundred native bee species. And, and the honeybees just wreck it all. So if these are the bees you're going to be championing, then you have to take it on the chest. They're, they're, they are slave drivers. They have this highly tyrannical 
society run by the queen at the top outdated system we don't need a queen (laughs) and uh, i mean it's it's ridiculous amount of labor that that goes into even making honey it's it's just not worth the effort south we we can't justify that well the the queen and you know the hierarchy of bees that's you know humans we're barely at a point now where we can you know generally agree that this is outdated and even then we still have royal families and things of that nature so bees you know these things take time you know we we need to give them the sufficient time where they figure out their own version of bee um capitalism bee democracy but they're not there yet They've had 150 million years. Yeah, but... Longer we care to give them. We need to give them longer because they're bees and their cerebral development is not quite the same. Um, So, you know, this is their way of doing things and it's going to take a bit longer. But, hey, there's still, you know, even though um, they're primitive in a way compared to us... um, I learned something in my research, which is really interesting, um, which is that bees are very intelligent uh, and people have applied knowledge of their mannerisms and social interactions when creating human initiatives. So a really key example was that researchers have suggested that studying bees and how they behave can help experts develop emergency plans to evacuate people from an overcrowded environment. So things like that. So there are certain areas where the bees are ahead of the curve, where we can take a page out of their book and learn a thing or two. So this is how it goes, you know. We're always we're always learning from nature. Uh, you know, we need to be very, very careful not to throw the baby out with the bathwater because, you know, fine, it might not be the most efficient operation or the most you know carbon footprint friendly but that's only part of it honey is delicious and hey we're learning about how to behave through observing bees wow i i mean saf kudos to you because that was the most impressive u-turn you have ever made on this podcast you you went literally from one sentence saying that bees were mentally incapacitated to the next saying that they're geniuses i'm saying it's nuanced in certain areas you know they haven't quite quite figured out democracy and kind of like the hidden ballot they haven't quite figured that out yet, uh, but I trust that they'll get there eventually. But in other mm. areas, they're way ahead of the curve. So we, you know, we need to teach, we need to learn. It's about coexisting. That's why we need them on Earth yeah. 2.0. I mean, how smart are bees? So, so their brains are 1.5 million times smaller than ours for a start. Mm-hmm. They can count to four so i mean that's not great and impressively uh, we recently found out they can recognize faces which i mean good on them on the one hand 
But on the other hand, that also means they can hold grudges. So if you piss off the bees, as we have done basically throughout history by enslaving them, forcing them to work for us, making honey, giving them every reason to revolt against humanity, to sting us to death, or something like that. Uh, and now we're, we're going to take them aboard the Ark, the, these bees which we now know can hold vendettas against us. Uh, I mean, where's the logic in that? The logic is that they won't sting us, because bees, unlike wasps, if they sting us, they're gone. And it's not in their best but interest. That's not true. It is. Wasps can keep stinging you. That, but that's bees... a myth. Are you sure? So, so the the dying after stinging mm. people it is specific to some kinds of bees, specifically right. the honeybees. Yes. Well, we are. So the, the big nasty bees, which nobody likes. Those are the ones which would die if they sting you. Yes. I mean, there, there are plenty of bees which can sting you any number of times. Famously, the Africanized, uh, what, what are called killer bees, helpfully, uh, often uh, attack people. They result in thousands of deaths every year. So the, 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 they actually are quite murderous bees, got to say. Killing people... But, but, but it's all—it's always, you know, going back to vendettas and things of that nature. If you look at it, it's probably those people probably had it coming, because animals don't just do, you know, aren't just murderous. Like they, it's self—it's self-defense, or it's might be revenge. But you know, if it's revenge, you—you've—you've you've done something, right? Uh, enough to, you know, motivate the other party to take revenge. So, yeah, man, I think um, I think we we can't. It's not premeditated murder. It's more kind of like self-defense. I reckon that's that's the case. I mean. African bees famously nasty pieces of work. They will attack anyone and anything but if why? you even go For near them. Re- uh, I mean, uh, but because this is how some species e- evolve. So, so like in Australia, there's a bird called the noisy miner, and it, it gets around by being an absolute bastard to all the other birds. So it, it will mob any bird, regardless of the size, up to big old eagles and pelicans which could do them some serious damage but basically because they are such aggressive bastards then the other birds tend to leave them alone so so this is how, how they've chosen to live their life it's the same with the african bees i mean i thought i was safe having left australia but here i am in senegal and i'm putting a life and body on the line here with I mean they're they're proper nasty creatures how long have you been in Senegal for? Uh, two weeks how many times have you been stung by a killer bee? well to be fair I haven't seen any bees yet (laughs) it's, it's a zero out of zero right 
Well, the fact undefined. that you, the fact that you haven't seen them does not mean that they're not there. They're just there, minding their own business, doing their own thing. And given that you haven't bullied them, they haven't felt the need to attack you. Perhaps, perhaps. I mean, what African bees are used for is, you know, they make these elephant fences, which are basically mm-hmm. long wires strung between poles. And you have the African beehives on the middle of the, the wire hang between the poles, essentially. Which mm-hmm. means if the, an elephant walks under, brushes the, the wire, yeah. wakes up the bees, they all stream out. Uh, so African bees are one of the very few bees which attack in swarms, which is why they're so deadly. So they'll all swarm out, attack the elephant. The elephant goes mad, rampages the other way. The farmer's crops kept safe. So, mm. I mean, we already have elephants on the ark, and now we're bringing their worst nemesis on as well. That, that, that doesn't make sense. That, that's asking for trouble, surely. I, I thought the nemesis for the elephant was a mouse. That's a myth. <laughs> they tested this. How, haven't you watched Mythbusters? No, One do, of the best TV shows uh, ever made. No. Have you watched Disney movies and Hollywood movies, which is where there's scientific evidence where elephants are scared of mice? Yes, very scientific. No, no, definitely. I think as soon as elephants learn how to fly, then I will take Disney movies seriously. Although I do appreciate that on an earlier podcast, I stated that all Disney movies were based on real-life occurrences. Yeah, that's exactly what I was alluding to in this instance. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't have to be consistent, fortunately, <laughs> uh, as you will helpfully recall, since I stated before recording this podcast, that bees are quite nice. So. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, can I tell you more about how awful bees are? Go for it. Uh, but because they're, they're, they're really nasty. So if we go back to the in the beginning... How bees colonies start out mm-hmm. is you have all the, the female bees and basically one murders them all. This is going to be the queen. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the queen starts with genocide, then she flies up into the air, she mates with up to fifteen males, orgy, sexual deviants, nymphomaniacs, you know the usual ramble. These drones, these male bees, their penises explode with with an audible pop. So, So they leave their penises as plugs in the queen bee. And then she goes down, starts her colony, laying about 1,500 eggs each and every day, which, I mean, talk about overpopulation. That, that, that's too much. I've got to say, for, for three whole years, which is very long for a bee lifespan. And, I mean, throughout that tyrannical reign, she's putting down rebellions, she's genetically 
altering the, the bees around her. So she releases pheromones, which stops them from developing their ovaries, like in The Giver. So in The Giver, if you recall, they receive an injection, which stops them being hormonal. So th this is population-wide thought control, which the, the, the queen bee is imposing. And if, if anyone does try and establish their own family within this regime, their, their eggs get eaten. So, I mean, how nice can bees really be? After all that, Saf, how do you justify bees as the good guys without Disney? Have you watched the bee movie? <laughs> I don't know if the bee movie is Disney. I, think it's I don't know whether I can feature that. Pixar. Damn it. Yeah. Damn but, it. Ah, but, well, that means it's not based on real life. Pixar uh, movies, all a bunch of crap. Pixar's now been bought by Disney, I'm pretty sure. So, um, but, but, you know, the way they do their thing, you know, we shouldn't be so quick to judge. You know, that's just the way they've set up oh, their, their lifestyle the bee lifestyle and like i said you know over time that may evolve and over time you know our ideas of morality and our ideas of society and what's acceptable and not has changed quite dramatically over the years um, and i'm sure the bees will get there as well um but you know we've been working with bees since the beginning you know humans and bees have coexisted, you know, um, whether it's, you know, honey, whether it's beeswax, you know, there's been a lot of intertwining of, of cultural beliefs. Um, for example, the ancient Greeks thought of bees as a symbol of immortality. Those ancient Greeks, say what you like, they were a smart bunch. Um, in the 19th century, uh, beekeepers in New England would inform their bees of any major events in human society. Um, and mm. in native northern Australia, people were using beeswax when producing, uh, using beeswax when producing rock art. So like this whole, you know, humans and bees symbiotic relationship has been going on forever. And it is, and we are duty bound to ensure that this link is not broken as we embark on Earth 2.0. Otherwise, we'll have our well, grandkids, grandkids to answer to. Well, I can tell you what these smart Greeks also thought of bees, which is that bees, they, they thought, came from dead oxen. And if you think about that, what that means is that probably the third most referenced movie on this podcast being Alien. The bees are the alien. They, they pop out of dead oxen. They're these great bull beasts. And they, they infest them like flies crawling over the surface with their maggoty larvae, which of course how bees start out. Nobody likes larvae. They're, they're ugly. They're slimy. They, they're, 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 they're bad. So you, know, you can't have bees without larvae. You can't have flies without maggots. You can't have people without children, no matter what Miss Trunchbull says. 
So, th th this is how bees are born. By killing oxen and then infesting their dead corpses. Is, is that a thing that happened in ancient Greek times? Or where are all the oxen now and where are all the bees? That's a good question, isn't mm. it? Good question, good I, question. I where are all the oxen now? I think the bees have killed them. No, there's plenty of oxen around. It's just there's no bees in Hustingdon. Oh, no. no, you don't hear about oxen anymore. <laughs> yeah, we just have lots of cows, which aren't the same at all. No, the, the bees have definitely killed off all the oxen. No, there's it's genocide. There's definitely oxen. <laughs> there's definitely oxen, but um, there's just no bees connected to oxen anymore so i think that was just one one drunk greek spreading a rumor or a or a myth aristotle but i'm sure he was drunk sometimes so. call him what you like speaking about being drunk did you know that bees are attracted to beer it's important to know because mm -hmm. of course beer like bees been around for ages mm -hmm. like no unlike bees one of the best things ever invented which means that if we are going to have beer on earth 2.0 i mean as soon as we open a can the bees are going to be swarming around it it's what they do that they take all your happy moments Saf, all your picnics in the sunshine all your open cans of cold beer wafting they're sent up into your nose and then they they swarm in to ruin them i'm pretty <laughs> sure we can leave beer behind on Earth 1.0, no. because the, no, we the, the I'm pretty sure we can because it's highly overrated, and the um, the the net benefit to society is definitely a negative with beer, um, whereas bee, bees are a net positive, um, and you know we touched upon this before. People have used bee-related products and bees for medicinal purposes for thousands of years. Um, you know, researchers uh, and trusted sources have noted claims that it has antioxidant, antimicrobial, anti-inflammatory, and anti-cancer properties. And in a 2020 study, scientists found evidence that melatonin, a component in honeybee venom, could kill cancer cells. So we've literally got with us a potential cure for cancer and cures for many, many other ailments on the one hand. And then we've got beer, which is just, which makes people stupid, leads to all manner of things from car crashes to domestic abuse. It's a no-brainer. I know, and take, I think our audience we'll, folks will reflect that. We take, beer all the way. We take the beer, bees, we leave the beer behind. Do you think? I mean, we've already got a cure for cancer on the Ark. Who's that? Scientists are studying elephants. So, so elephants have uh, a lot more copies of a gene. I'm going to say a few dozen times more. Uh, genes called something like 
TP53. Mm-hmm. Again, I might have made that up. Uh, and this is basically the, the cancer-stopping, killing gene. So, so we already have the, the key to stopping cancer with elephants. Well, we don't need honey at all. We need a he- It's not honey, mate. It's a component in honey bee, bee venom. Honey helps with a lot of other stuff, um, including my freaking um, uh, hay fever. <laughs> um, so I'll be taking some honey with me on the journey, regardless of the outcome of the vote. But um, I think we can't just put all of our eggs in the one elephant basket. We need multiple potential cures for cancer because realistically, Earth 2.0, all the people aboard the Ark, a good percentage is going to percentage of us are going to have to deal with some form of cancer or another statistically, and therefore we need all the help we can get. And you know, elephants and bees, you know, we'll keep them separated so that they don't uh, cause any havoc. But we can we can use them both to help us for research towards finding a cure for cancer. Well, speaking of honey and doing crazy shit, <laughs> uh, as per the, the intoxicated state, did you know that honey is hallucinogenic? Uh, Bet you didn't. There's some types of honey that are. Uh, Most honey isn't. I had some for breakfast this morning with my porridge. I assure you there was no hallucinogenic in there. Ah. That's why you've been spouting crazy shit about bees being good. They brainwashed you, Sam. I have plenty of experience with hallucinogenics. So, um, they're, they're, they're mind washing the entire population with this honey. This is well, specifically, as you rightly say, Himalayan honey mm. bee honey is hallucinogenic. But I, I mean, it, it is properly mind altering stuff. So, the, the tribes are collecting crazy stories. Uh, about what happens after they, they uh, ingest it, mm-hmm. uh, but but yeah, I mean I know here on the the new the new art podcast we have a mixed relationship with hallucinogens. Mm-hmm. I'm quite anti for the the doing crazy shit argument, yeah. which you so prudently raised earlier with respect to beer. But uh, I mean that that that's got to be a risk, especially if we're trying to fly a space arc whilst eating hallucinogenic honey. Yeah, we the two shouldn't I mean, happen together. So the honey that's going to be consumed on board the Ark, especially by those in charge of driving the Ark, will be regular, run-of-the-mill, supermarket-bought honey. I'm personally quite interested in this... Space chemo- supermarkets? No, no, just store-bought... Like, we would have gotten a delivery from Amazon prior to our journey, you know? Um, do, do they still do one working day when you're 
in the outer reaches of the solar system? No, no. Or we does it take we, slightly longer? We need to take take the delivery before we depart. Ah, I was quite looking forward to seeing Elon Musk's sort of fleet trailing out behind, trying to catch up. Yeah. Well, Be- Bezos, that's Amazon. Musk is not in the in the food delivery game yeah but bezos doesn't have a a space fleet that i know of does he he's working on one called blue origin but it's not quite and there you go yeah it's not quite at the spacex level um so they will be doing one day delivery to outer reaches of the solar system soon we're thinking hopefully yeah 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 quite confident yeah cool cool glad that's settled but so it'll be non-psychedelic uh honey on board the ark for for consumption and then any uh you know any psychedelic honey that comes on board the ark will be um sealed off tamper proof until we get to earth 2.0 and then as part of kind of a ceremonial setting uh we, we could use that in the right way Mm. Ah, a bit of a, a landing celebratory rave. Mm, not, not necessarily, um, you know, for hedonistic purposes, but more as a tool to broaden our perspectives on Earth 2.0, allow us to reflect on the really, really bad job we did with Earth 1.0 and hopefully inspire us not to make the same mistake again. <laughs> I quite like that idea, just drugging all our political leaders with hallucinogenic <laughs> honey in the hope that they do better. <laughs> well, dude... <laughs> Interesting it, debate whether yeah, that would work, but... I, I think it's worth a go. Why not? Why well, not? Uh, how, how much worse? When are they next get? gathering? Not sure. It must be a UN summit sometime. COP27, Egypt, yeah. <laughs> end of the year. Put it in the water supply. I'm sure they've got bees there. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, the Egyptians were fans of bees, so they must have bees mm-hmm. in Egypt. Just bring some of their Himalayan cousins over, mm-hmm. give them a bit of a nudge in the right direction. Uh, I think we're set up. I've got but a, you did raise... Go on. Sorry, go ahead. I, I've got a B, because you mentioned Egypt, I've got a factoid for you quickly. Ooh. Honey was found in the tombs in Egypt and it was still edible because honey's got natural preservatives and bacteria cannot grow in it. Well, you might rue having made that point now you hear what I was going to say. Because what I was going to say is by suggesting we stock up on huge reserves of honey before making our space flight, you've basically argued my case for me. Because honey is essentially alone amongst natural substances, foodstuffs, in that it never goes off. Mm -hmm. It's, It's always edible. We can take as much honey as we will ever need without having to bring bees to make more of it. 
Mm -hmm. so, so why do we need bees if we can bring an endless Charlie Chocolate Factory supply of honey with us to Earth 2.0? Well, for a start, there's no such thing as an endless supply of honey because we are limited for space on the Ark, which is why we are doing this whole two animals debate in the first place. That's one. There's no unlimited um, boot in the Ark where we can stuff generations of honey. That's one. Two, bees are more than just honey. I'm going to name some things. Okay. Nuts, coffee, cocoa, tomatoes, apples, almonds, name a few without bees there will be no more of these you're talking about beer it's forget beer forget beer well it's down <laughs> um, I mean, uh, as I've said in prior episodes, our scientific advancement is such that we don't need natural pollinators at all anymore. We, so we we do, we do, and no, we all of don't. these things: nuts, coffee, cocoa, tomatoes, almonds, are way more um, popular than beer. So. Oh, I think it's a close run thing. Now, mate, coffee? Beer versus apples. No, coffee. Co coffee, I'll give you. I don't drink coffee, though. So cocoa. We can, coffee can go to hell. Which is chocolate. Don't so. drink cocoa. I drink tea. They don't pollinate tea. I'm safe. <laughs> I'm safe, Saf. I don't need bees. <laughs> yeah. All of these things lead to a nutritional deficiency in the human diet and plus they're all delicious you're missing out on coffee on chocolate on nuts well speaking of delicious chocolate mm -hmm. i have a, a bit of a story to tell i mean mm -hmm. basically bees are sweet tooths incurably so uh, so, I mean, there, there was this case in the news a while back, uh, which is quite funny. Basically, a group of bees in uh, Ribeauville, a uh, place in France, uh, started producing rainbow honey. Mm -hmm. And this befuddled the, the beekeepers. They couldn't work out why. So eventually, they got to the bottom of it. But it turns out about three kilometers down the road was an M&M factory. So uh, the bees had been raiding M&Ms uh, and this had come out in their honey. But wow. I, I mean, do we want animals which are, are essentially born hyper, exist entirely off sugar, live through it, die through it? That, that, that's not a healthy lifestyle, Saf. We've got enough obesity on Earth 1.0. We can't be setting that same low moral standard in the new Earth. I very much doubt that obesity is tied to honey. Um, I think, you know, it, it's Coca-Cola and, you know, lots of processed stuff. I think if people are having honey with a balanced diet, I think they'll be fine. Um, and, you but, know, but the bees can get a beast, can't they? From what? 
We won't have M&M it's factories got B on in the name. OB, sir. Need <laughs> to make up because we weren't doing any puns. I, I, th- I think uh, I, I've never seen an obese bee. How would you know? Go on. There we go. Do you think you could tell? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't think you'd notice an obese bee. I don't think you'd look that closely. No, you can tell. That's the thing with obesity. You don't need to look that closely. You can tell from afar. Tell from afar. Yes. Yeah. Oh, very politically correct of you. Well, did you know? Another fact for you that bees mostly buzz in the key of A. So I did some digging for mm-hmm. you, some songs which are also mm-hmm. in the key of A. Mm-hmm. Brace yourself. Mm-hmm. Highway to Hell. Help. Tears in Heaven. Hell's Bells. And Symphony for the Devil. All of them in the key of A. Is that sending us a message? B L Z Bub? I tend to think so. Devil wow. incarnate. Okay. That is that is quite the leap of logic that we've made today. It is a lot of songs about hell and heaven, though. And I only actually, to be fair, I only read the top fifty in the list of songs beginning with A. So in the key of A. Mm-hmm. So I think if I had done the same for all the other keys, I wouldn't have got anywhere near that many. Hmm. Well, it's, it's hard to say. I haven't done my uh, key of A research, so I'll just have to take your word for it. But even if that is the case, that's still got nothing to do with the Bs as... Per usual, yes, it does. I, they I buzz would... in the key of A. I they're they're I... effectively the backing singers for these songs. They're, they're yeah, but these songs shooting written... their own horns, these... singing their own theme tune. The songs were written by humans. Maybe they were inspired by the bees. Maybe they weren't. Maybe it was just a pure coincidence. But humans wrote these songs. And what did the humans eat? Honey, what is honey? A hallucinogen, mind-altering substance, effectively bee-led, human-wide indoctrination, mind control. I rest my case. (laughs) (laughs) Well, regardless of whether, um, you know, whether they are actually controlling our minds, I think that given the key facts that have been outlined today around food security, around cancer cures, around um, the the medicinal and nutritious nutritional benefits of honey, come on, they're shooing. They're way more they've got way more to offer than half the half the animals already aboard the ark I mean it's it's much the same bees elephants what's the difference really Saf 
do we need both? No, we don't. I mean, as you say, obesity, something you can spot a mile off. Obese bee, elephant. I don't think I could tell the difference. But if you had them lined up on the horizon, setting some behind, you'd never be able to tell, Saf. Bees, elephants, essentially identical. It's really what I'm trying to say. This is... I'd love to see yeah. elephants make some honey, mate. Especially, actually, if it's, as we talked about, Disney shows being real, a flying elephant versus an obese bee. How would you tell then? Ooh, I hadn't thought of that. That, that would be so much harder. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I sense a new Disney film in the making. Dumbo Bee's Life crossover. I think... I think the behemoth, <laughs> the gigantic bee. <laughs> I, th- I think oh, it's, it's I, going to be made. I think um, a trip to Specsavers is uh, on the cards <laughs> for you. I think when you're back from your trip. Speaking of which, you remind me of something. Do you mm-hmm. know how many eyes? honeybees have it's a trick question two no keep on guessing zero (laughs) no four nope how many eyes they have five eyes Saf they are, they are just these aliens, these abominations of nature, mutants. Bees have five eyes. Wow. Not made that up. Scientific fact. They have the two ones you can see, and mm-hmm. then they have three on the top of their head, which mm-hmm. are called simple eyes. Basically, they see light dark so they can orientate themselves. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, any animal with five eyes, like the kangaroos with three legs... Would you ever trust it? No, you wouldn't. Basically, the more eyes on an animal, the more evil it is. So cyclopses are great. Spiders, scorpions, evil incarnate. And bees, they're they're definitely more towards the spider-scorpion end of that scale. Cyclops is good. I didn't think of any animals with one eye. <laughs> I'm struggling. There were lots of nice cyclopses. Haven't you seen Percy Jackson? No. Oh. It has a, a hero cyclops in it. Also a few nasty ones. Mm. Actually, come to think of it, mostly cyclopses are the bad guys. Yeah. Got to say. Yeah. They, they is... get a bad rap. What's another animal with one eye? There must be one. I'm going to Google it. Anglerfish. with one eye. Anglerfish have more than one eye. I'll kick you off the podcast for saying that. <laughs> Are there any creatures on Earth with one eye? <laughs> it's going to say no. I can predict it. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. 
Copepods have one eye. What it doesn't they? really count. Tiny little insignificant creatures. <laughs> you could have predicted it was going to say that. Copepods, copepods, more copepods. Nope. I will correct my statement to say that two is the ideal number of <laughs> eyes. Having more than two eyes makes you a bad guy. Gotcha. But I think I'm safe on that. Yes. And I'm not saying that having two eyes makes you a good guy, because that would <laughs> screw me for the rest of the new arcs fun. So. Just thought I'd clarify, but mm-hmm. anything with more than two eyes, it's out. Right. I think we need to be careful um, with this kind of, like, physical discrimination, you know? Um, We need to be careful because the number of eyes does not define who you are, you know? Bees bring so much to the table and they help us in so many ways and for us to judge them based on our standards of having two eyes this is like what's the saying it's a fantastic saying which is trying to judge a different animal by its ability to swim or whatever you know what i mean you know the saying that i'm talking about no i don't it's like if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree or something but but uh, i mean Yes, we shouldn't judge bees. For their eyes. Maybe. But uh, basically science is is about finding trends, isn't it? And then explaining them. So I have identified a trend here, which says that creatures with more eyes are evil. And we have data to back this up don't we so we have heaven knows how many species of spiders scorpions all the other creatures with too many eyes they're all fantastic and should come aboard the ark no no, they are all pure evil and our audience will agree so given that fact then if we continue the trend if we uh interpolate interpolate that's the word if we interpolate the data between two and eight eyes to five eyes then they're the five-eyed creatures going to be more evil than the two-eyed one like us and humans are pretty evil as you've admitted through the entirety of the new arcs run so being more evil than humans makes them pretty evil indeed but it's not more evil it's not more evil though I, and i found the quote it's apparently credited to albert einstein everyone is a genius what is the quote if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid so we should not judge the morality of a chance einstein said that <laughs> we shouldn't judge the bee's morality based on the number of eyes it's got because it's completely unrelated it's science af it's science plain and simple when when will you accept it 
Anyway, I have two super, super final points to mm-hmm. raise for you. Mm-hmm. Firstly, bees are sexist, like most creatures. So only female bees get stingers. Only female bees can rule. I, I mean, got to say that that's quite backwards. We do live in the 21st century. Gender equality, one of the sustainable development goals, and yeah. bees are frankly inhibiting our progress towards that. Secondly, beekeeping is illegal in New York City. I mean, best city in the world, Big Apple, everyone there's lovely, famously. <laughs> And um, I mean, bees are banned there for the reason that they're naturally inclined to do harm, which I've been saying again and again. African killer bees kill people. Clues in the name, bees, Beelzebub, devil incarnate, murderous thugs. And generally, very, very backwards. So... Well, it sounds like the bees have got a matriarchy going on, which is providing much-needed balance to the patriarchy that is very much currently ruling the world. So if anything, you can say that they're giving us some level of equilibrium uh, in terms of the ecosystem. Sure, that's how it works. I think I think uh, it is two it wrongs don't make a right, Seth. Yes, so. but, but, it, but it provides balance, and you know, as we both inch towards the middle, we will get to a place, a utopian future, perhaps on Earth 2.0, where the bees and the humans finally have the equality that they deserve. But oh. for now just balances itself out. Going back to New York, well, for every New York that um, has banned bees, there are plenty of other cities with more joyful people where bees are free to coexist amongst humans. Uh, So I don't think we should take a leaf from New York's book. We should look beyond. um, And actually... Beyond? Yeah. And see, actually, what is up with New York? What what agenda do they have? Is it Big Pharma? Is it the banks? Is it Wall Street? We need to really look look at why New York is probably Wall Street or Big Pharma. They're they're they're, they're, on, they're the usual culprits. We should see why they are conspiring behind the scenes against the bees. What are they hiding from us? Who's, it's because they're not drugs with hallucinogenic honey, who's, Saf. Who's, who's winning? We just need to follow the the breadcrumbs. Look at the, the money trail. And uh, we'll know why New York's New York. Broken out system in New York. They've discovered the conspiracy that it are bees. I mean, the, the Big Apple, as you mentioned, apples pollinated by bees. So mm-hmm. having the Big Apple disown bees, it's like bees speaking out against themselves. It's bees admitting that they are awful creatures, <laughs> deserve to be exterminated, left for flooding and zombie apocalypses. We, we really do need to, to, to decide how Earth's going to die. 
But whatever it is, mm. you deserve it. So, we are going to have to leave it to the audience <laughs> to mm-hmm. vote. Mm-hmm. Tell us, are bees worth it? Do they deserve a place on the Ark? Remember, if you vote for them to join the Ark, we are having no beer for the rest of eternity in Earth 2.0. I just have to make that very clear. And if and... we don't bring the bees, we will not be having any more coffee, chocolate, tomatoes, <laughs> apples, or nuts forever. So, uh, yeah, well, beer's worth it. You always substitute beer with something else. Yeah, who needs apples? We've got oranges. Same for tomatoes. We've got tea. Just saying. Anyway, join us next week when we'll be discussing another animal, which is... The bear. The bear. There you go. The bear. You heard it here first. We're going alphabetical on the new arc. We're going to be doing all the bees and the bears and the birds especially with bees because they mate with explosive penises (laughs) see you then (laughs) 